She's a small wonder. I'd like you both to meet Vicky. A child unlike other girls. And that's a real kid, right? No, no, it's a robot. Made of plastic. Microchips here and there. You're my voice input child identical. The ICI, I, I pronounce it Vicky. Hey there, everybody. Angela Bowen here, the host of She's a Small Wonder, a small wonder podcast. Now, if you're new to the podcast, I want to say welcome. One thing about this podcast is it is a monthly podcast where I do one episode a month. So it usually takes me two years to finish this season. I am currently working my way through the final half of season two. So in 2023, I'll kick off season three. However, just to let you know that only season one of two and and two of Small Wonder have been released on DVD. Season three and four, well, if you can find the episodes on YouTube... And as best quality as humanly possible, definitely go for it. Because that's how I found season three and four. And that's how I'm going to be having to do the podcast next year. So, all right. So, the episode I'm going to be talking about today, season two, episode 17, entitled Matchmaker, Matchmaker. This episode aired January 31st, 1987. In this episode, Jamie starts a dating service to pay for a bicycle. I came with a bicycle. He is always wanting to get the newest, flashiest thing. And at least I like how, um, you know, his parents pretty much make him work. Like, we're not going to go out and just buy you a new bicycle. If you want it, you're going to have to work for it. And it seems like these crazy little schemes that he has he always has these weird little schemes job like that the burrito story where I guess he was gonna earn money by making burritos to get something (laughs) so yeah we do have a returning character who was in season one haven't seen him for a bit he's playing the same character Ernie he played Ernie the bully in the bully episode of season one and he returns he is played by Bobby Jacoby who this guy you look at this guy's face he's he is 100% typecast like just about everything he's done from the time he was a young guy all the way through the late 80s and 90s he he's just he's cast as the bully he's got that snarly you know, look about his face, just that snarly lip and that uh, squinty glare. And that's and that's the thing. Even even Jason Hervey, who played Wayne Arnold, it's just I can see definitely him being cast. You know, in a, in a lot of bully type. I think it's also what the Mod Squad or something. Not the Mod Squad, Monster Squad. I've never seen. I saw like a part of it that had him in it, and he played a bully in that. Um, another person who was getting typecast as a bully in movies, um, Zachary Ty Bryan, who played Brad Taylor on Home Improvement. He was the bully in First Kid. He was a bully in The Rage Carry 2. And it's just, yeah. I don't know. I mean, he just, he definitely kind of comes off that way and just, 
yeah. But anyway, this is not the Home Improvement Podcast. Home Improvement was a good show. I've never, I have not seen every single episode of that show, but um, there are some good ones in there. There are also a handful of Home Improvement podcasts out there too. If you're looking for a Home Improvement podcast, I think Home and Podcast might have been the one that I was listening to on the regular here and there. They actually, yes, I believe they did interview Patricia Richardson and Richard Carn, who played. He played Al Borland. Patricia Richardson played Jill Taylor. Um, I don't know if they interviewed... They might have interviewed the lady who played Heidi. But I don't think they interviewed any of them. They didn't interview Zachary Ty Bryan, I don't think. Or Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Or Taryn Noah Smith, who played Mark. But, yeah, I wouldn't mind in the future maybe doing an episode here or there of... Home Improvement, but I'm definitely not starting a Home Improvement podcast. So anyway, back to this. So this episode's got a 7.7 out of 10 based on 14 ratings. We have a couple guest stars. We have Bradley, played by Neo Edmond, and Chris Hebert, playing Herbert. These must be uh, Jamie's customers. Uh, Neo Edmund looks like he's been in what uh, a putty patroller in the Money Morphin Power Rangers show that I, from '93 to '95. If you're a '90s, '80s, '90s kid, you know the Power Rangers. He was also a foot soldier in the Ninja Turtles. This is like it's a TV series that went from '97 to '98 that had like I think it had like a female turtle in it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of Power Rangers type stuff in here, too, definitely. Uh, Beetleborgs, VR Troopers, I love, I love Jeb the dog. He was in an episode of, oh, oh my gosh, was he that, okay, I gotta check this out real quick. Because I did cover all the episodes of the original Wonder Years. Unless, if that's the kid I'm thinking of, the one with the accent who sounds like he's from, like, Brooklyn, or so he's got, like, this New Yorkish type accent, this kid does. Uh, I'll have to check that out. If I see that kid, I'll know. So, alright, without further ado, uh, I'm not going to waste any time other than just to let you know, look again, if you're new. The way to listen to the Small Wonder Podcast, of course, you can listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. Just look for the Looking Back on My Wonder Years podcast. That's where you're going to find episodes of Small Wonder, Mr. Be- some of Mr. Belvedere, some of Elf, some of American Dreams in Everwood. Yeah. Also some episodes of Little House on the Prairie. That's another show I'd love to do. You know, some episodes down the road. So, but my main focus really, other than doing a monthly podcast of Small Wonder, is also my Full House podcast. And I also cover the new Wonder Years. You know, an episode a month. There still is no word on whether or not we are getting a season two. Uh, If you haven't heard, Fred Savage was fired. He was fired from... As a, um, I thought he was like a, a director as well as a producer on the show, but yeah, he was let go because of, um, 
<clears throat> inappropriate outbursts and stuff like that. So, all right. So, yes, there is a Facebook page for the She's a Small Wonder podcast. Just go to Facebook, type in Small Wonder Podcast. So that way, and I am going in chronological order. I'm covering every single episode, no matter how goofy and weird it is. So, all right, let's jump into Matchmaker, Matchmaker. So it's actually interesting. We don't start in the kitchen with this episode. We actually start in the living room as Joan comes through. And she's got a feather duster and a rag and what looks like that uh, lemon pledge like wood cleaner. And she calls Vicky, who comes out and... You know, as soon as Joan says these words, your father's going to be home. Can you clean up this room really, really fast? As in, odds are she's going to, what, take everything literally in the living room and shuck it out the front door? That's what I'm thinking anyway. So, uh, and the fact that, I mean, I get it even though Ted isn't really Vicky's father, just like Joan really isn't her mother, but Ted did create Vicky, so I guess in a way he kind of is. And I think it's just as well that they keep that whole your dad, I'm your mom type of thing, so that way if people, like, meet her, you know, only those that will, like, see her if they come to their house or, or whatever and stuff like that, so they want Vicky to retain that information like yes if anyone asks i'm your dad she's your mom jamie's your brother that kind of thing so yeah let's see how this you know that this is going to be blown out of what has joan been doing all day that she i I mean is she still jamie's substitute teacher but um yeah i mean the fact that she doesn't have time to like do a little wipe dust real quick like real real quick I mean, how, honestly, how much would that home get dirty? I mean, Jamie's not six. He's not throwing clothes all over the living room. <laughs> and how much is is Vicky really going to do as far as uh, making the house look all uncapped? But, yes, this is just going to be a misunderstanding of words is my guess. And, again, if you're new, I don't watch the episodes ahead of time, so... My reactions are my honest reactions. Vicky! Vicky! Pause me. Oh, yeah. I'm running late. Your father's going to be home any minute. Please give this room a good cleaning as quickly as possible. As quickly as possible? Oh, okay. She is just using the dust buster. Oh, she's using the floor vacuum. Okay, cool. That's good. I'm finished cleaning. Wow, you can say that again. Well, that's what you I wanted. Have windows. <laughs> Our place looks terrific. Oh, it was nothing. You didn't do it. Don't take credit wow, for it. Wow, you can say that again. <laughs> yeah. Mom, Dad, come here quick. What? Come here quick. That's not Those good. Words always cost me money. I'm sure they do. Let me guess. It's a bike that he wants. Remember that fantastic $160 bike you said you couldn't afford? Yeah. Well, I could afford it. I got a good deal because it's used. You see, I gave this kid Ernie $10 down, and I've got a whole week to come up with the other 100 What the hell, Jamie? Jamie, why do you always act first and then think later? Yeah, because he's 12. I mean, how do you plan on coming up with the money when you have no job, no income, and no savings? I have a plan. When 
not gonna bail you out this Yeah, when have they ever? Oh, Jamie, come on. Don't I have an inheritance I could get in advance? No. Yeah, but you got one problem. We're not I'm dead. I'm going anywhere in advance. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that really took me by surprise. I thought Vicky was... Well, she said was, like, clean the place up real fast. She didn't say, like, remove anything. And Vicky, actually, yeah, she dusted really fast. You know, she vacuumed with the uh, vacuum hose, all that good stuff. And, like, wow, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be an issue. So, yeah, it surprised me. All right, Ted comes with you. Wow, honey, you did an amazing job. And uh-huh, here's Joe. Joan's trying to try take credit for Vicky's work. Like, uh-uh, no, no, no. So... Jamie pops his head into the living room. He's like, hey, Mom and Dad, come here quick. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what's... Well, it's not... He was excited. He was like, oh, my gosh, come here. Nothing like that. So he's like, hey, remember that $160 bike that you said we couldn't afford? I feel like because you don't need a $160 bike. He says, oh, I could afford it because I got it used. And he paid someone 10 bucks down, so he just has to get the other, what, 150 And at first I thought, I thought it was, like, going to be, like, this whole plot thing had happened, and this is just kind of a rehash. Like, he already earned the money. No. Oh, my gosh, Jamie, you're going to get your ass kicked by this guy if you don't come up with that money. And... and yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. I got a plan. Because they're like, well, we're not bailing you out. So don't come to us for money. And then Jamie's like, oh, yeah, well, that was my plan. Like, Jamie, you're 11, 12 years old. Can we think with a brain? I mean, I get it. You're a kid. You're like that part of your brain hasn't really developed yet. Your reasoning skills, but, and this dumb, this dummy, this, whoever he got, he got the bike from because, you know, the bike's used. Are you sure it's not stolen? Anyway, this guy that he just got $10, Jamie gave him 10 bucks down and just, so yeah, the guy's going to want to collect. And Jamie's like, oh, our, uh, isn't there an inheritance you can give me or something? I'm thinking, well, your parents are, like, in their 30s. They're not dying anytime soon. Because Ted's like, yeah, we're not going anywhere. So, like, Jamie, you got yourself in this mess. Like, why would you do that? Earn the money, and then you get the bike. But I'm just like, why would... The bike looks in really good condition, too. So I just... I don't know why the person sold it. Unless it's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to pretend I'm going to... I still think that bike is stolen, but whatever. Um, <laughs> old, pale, freckle-faced Harriet comes in with, is that a magazine? Is that a teen magazine? I can't tell, but she's just went into their yard like always. She's pulling the Kimmy Gibbler, Steve Urkel, Kramer type of thing. with just walking in on their backyard. It's not even really a backyard. Because they took the treehouse down. That no longer exists. But they have the monkey bars, I guess, have replaced that. Eventually, I would imagine by season three, the monkey bars are going to go and there's just not going to be anything there. At least I don't think so, unless you're going to put in, like, a a barbell set or a, way, uh, uh, a rowing machine or something else. I don't know. 
is always been kind of occupied by and you know, on season by that tree that little tree house it's not a tree house it's a a little like clubhouse with a set of like uh, a ladder and stuff like that so let's see what Harriet wants Everything you've got, and I'm not interested. Because <laughs> he ain't got no bivvies. Haven't seen this. What the hell is this? I took this computer dating test in this magazine. And guess what? We're a perfect match. Yeah, right. Harriet. And we don't even have to date. We can go right to the altar. <laughs> Ew. Hey. You just gave me a great idea, Harriet. Really? Did I start picking out furniture? No. <laughs> Eleven, you don't need to be dating. It's true love. Get the hell out of here. I can't wait till we're married and I can make your life miserable. You already do that. Okay, so <laughs> she brings over a magazine, something to do with a computer dating service, something or other. And she's like, hey, look, we're a perfect match because I took this test. We don't even have to date each other. So yeah, it gives Jamie, like, a really good idea. Like, hey, I can set some kids in my class up with a date, start a little dating start. Like, you guys are 11. You don't need to date. Oh, my gosh. And she's like, oh, we're a perfect match. Can I go pick out furniture? I'm going to make your life miserable. We'll go to the, <laughs> go to the altar. Girl, you are never going to marry that guy. He's never going to want you. Yeah. And she's like, boy, do I have something to offer you? And Jamie's like, yeah, I've seen what you have to offer, and I'm not interested. <laughs> so now we're up in Jamie's room, and he and Vicky are making, I guess, ads for this computer dating service. Does this have to be on a computer? Because... I thought it was just an article in a magazine that, uh, or just like one of those type of quizzes that you take in a magazine about, are, are you the perfect match for your significant other or your crush? Do, do they really like you or are they giving you mixed signals? Okay, so it looks like Vicky is computing that information to her memory box. So I'm guessing he went and handed out those things like, hey, let me get your preferences, what you like, what you dislike, in a, you know, your partner and everything, like what you're looking for, your interests, hobbies. We can, and he's probably going to be like, all right, well, let's match these up so we can find people to, uh, you know, put together. This is, you know, this is going to backfire. 11 year olds date, come on. A little phone and insert the disc. Oh, ring, ring. Five bucks. 
yeah, his business is called Jamie's Dating Service. So Jamie's slogan, slogan is, don't sit home and vegetate for five bucks. I'll find your perfect mate. Dude, you're barking up the... He needs to hit the high, like, junior high, high school crowd. Because he's still in elementary school. And Jerry's separate. I don't know what the heck happened to his arm. He's kind of, like, when he's talking on the phone, he's got this long gash. Like, from the elbow, you know, upward. I'm like, dude, what did you do? It's not like he's, like, gaping, bleeding all over. But it's, like, it looks like major road rash. Like, he got... Like, really fucked up his <laughs> arm, like, skateboarding or something. Alright, so Roy Baxter's on the phone, and he wants to know if he, Jamie's found him a combat, compatible mate or match or whatever. So, Vicky checks all the data she's input, and I like how she's got this little, it looks almost like a a fortune cookie piece of paper. She rips it off. Her mouth it comes right out of her mouth. And Jamie says, oh, yeah, Roy, you have uh You know what that noise, that sound effect when it's coming out of her mouth sounds like? It makes me think of when you're at the casino and you're getting, you know, you're, you've won. And it's like printing out that piece of paper for you to take and collect your winnings. Like that sound. So, Carol Aronson is Roy Baxter's perfect match. And Jamie says, well, you'll get her phone number when I get my $5. It's like, you pay up, then you get the info. That's how this works. And honestly, that gash on his arm. I'm sorry, I keep going back to this gash on Jamie's arm. It just looks like they use some type of makeup or something to try to distort it as much as humanly possible. Okay, here we go. We gotta we gotta talk about this here, cause um, I think they must have forgotten that uh, Jamie's on the second floor, isn't he? Or is this a? You know what? Now that I think about it, I think this is just basically a one-story house. Why did I think it was a two-level house, like a two-story house? Because at first I always thought that Harriet, like, climbed up with a ladder. Well, I always kind of thought, like, she would put a ladder up there. But here comes this boy Herbert, and he's just walking around naturally. Like, Jamie's bedroom window is on the first floor. Which, that might be the case, but I swear I've seen Harriet use a ladder, which doesn't make sense if they're on the first floor. But I guess uh, Herbert's coming to collect. Um, he wants that phone number. I gotta pay my $5. I got my $5 right here. Where's that phone number? Oh, I bet this is one of those things where, like, hey, it didn't work out. She doesn't like me. Or, um, I want my $5. He doesn't say anything in that phone message, Jamie doesn't, about there being, like, uh, no refunds. Okay? I give you the number. If it doesn't work out, I can't help you. I don't, my job is only to set you up with somebody. After that, like, my my hands are tied. My, I, I, I can't help you. <laughs> For an extra $5, I'll give you some dating advice, but uh, that'll cost, yeah, extra five bucks. Dating service, but I was thinking that maybe, well, I mean it's silly, but 
Oh, never mind. It's a terrible idea. Oh, wait, Herbert. What's the matter? It's dumb to think I could get a date. I never had one before. Why not? Well, I'm poor. I don't have any nice clothes. I wear glasses. I don't even have any friends because I'm boring. <laughs> Herbert, you don't need a matchmaker. You need a miracle. <laughs> oh, Jamie, don't be a yeah, dick. You're right. See ya. <sighs> that poor kid. I was kidding. I'm trying to find you a girl, and I only charge five dollars. Hmm. Does he not have? What can I get for a dollar eighty-three? <laughs> if you're lucky, a stray dog to lick your face. Ew! What the hell? Look, keep your money for the date. What kind of girl do you like? A blonde bombshell. Okay, um, well. Sort of a Marilyn Monroe in my size. Kid, you're too young to be thinking of Marilyn Monroe. This kid, this Herbert kid, I feel, I feel for this dude, man. He's like, oh, it's stupid, don't, don't even, I'm sorry I came. And Jamie's like, no, no, what's up, what's up? And Herbert's like, yeah, um, I was wondering about the dating service. You think you might be able to hook me up? Um... You know, I'm pretty damn boring. I don't have any friends. I'm first thing he says is I'm poor, and then he says I wear gl no I wear glasses is the last thing. he also mentions. I don't have the right clothes. I'm like, dude, you have a nice striped button, you know, short sleeve button up. You know, button button up. I don't mean all the way. I mean you know you know casual like you know something that Jamie would wear. And the kid is just so damn dejected, and he's just, I feel for him because he sounds, he's acting so pathetic-like. And even Jamie's like, damn, man, you don't need a dating service. You need a miracle. And Jamie, Jamie's just being a dick. And this kid's like, oh, I guess you can't help me. I'll just go home and whatever. Like, poor kid. It's like, dude. Well, because he's even saying how he's boring. I don't have any friends. I'm like, well, man, you're not boring. That's the thing. The kids that came off as, you know, nerdy and boring back then, they're fucking masterminds now. I mean, my goodness. Nerds are celebrated. You know, the Big Bang Theory went out for 12. And that show's all about, you know, nerdy computer, you know, science types. It's like, dude, it's just, it's not your time yet, man. If you wait another, like, 25 years, granted, he'll probably be well into his 30s. But, but even still, I mean, that's just it. The 80s weren't the best time for nerds. I mean, they made movies, like, goofing on nerds. But also, they're making, you know, the revenge. I've never seen them all the way through. But, you know, you know, they're showing how nerds are really smart and awesome and all that shit. And the thing is, I guess the kind of girl that this dude is looking for is a blonde bombshell, a Marilyn Monroe type. Why in the hell are these 11, 12-year-olds looking at, like, super <laughs> actresses from, like, the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s? Like, dude, who's current? In the 80s, at this time, uh, 87, Alyssa Milano, although this was NBC and that's ABC, um, gosh, was there some of the other late cute, cute ones, you know, uh, hell, I don't know, um, I can't even fucking think of anybody right now, how am I thinking of, like, 
88, you're thinking of the girl. But this is 87. Wonder Years head hasn't even happened yet. Full House hasn't happened. I'm just thinking, or what about, like, what's her face? Like, Farrah Fawcett or um, Jamie Lee Curtis or, so you know, the ladies of the 70s and 80s, you know, the horror movies, Sissy Spacek, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. But Marilyn Monroe, come on. Who's, who's writing this old geezer-ass man, whoever is writing for this character is like, come on. You make this poor boy sound the and Jamie on top of it is being a dick to him. He's like, Oh, you don't need a <laughs> you don't need a date service. You need a miracle. It's like, dude, that's why someone is paying your ass to find them somebody because they can't do it themselves. But anyway, so and of course he just said that he doesn't have money. He's you know poor. I don't know what his situation is. It's not wrong with his clothes. The fact that he wears glasses, who the hell gives a shit? Did people make fun of people back in the 80s because they wore fucking glasses? By the time I wore glasses in 97, 98, no one gave a shit about that. Like, they're not saying, hey, Forius. Like, that shit was out, man. That shit. I mean, I don't think, they, they don't do that to kids nowadays, right? They don't call them, like, four eyes and shit like that, do they? I hope not. But... Yeah, and he's like, what do you got for a buck 83, Jamie? What, can you help me out? And Jamie says, another dick move. He's like, for a dollar 83, I'll find a stray dog to lick your face. What the hell is that about? I don't know. But, uh, kid, I'd be like, um, Herbert, look, man. You want a Marilyn Monroe type. You want a 1980s housewife, apparently. Uh, or 1950s housewife. Like, you, like dude, you've got to lower just a little bit. I'm like, what do you look for in a girl other than looks? Personality. You probably want a girl who's, you know, kind of, you know, into what you're into. That's the thing. You're looking based on your own interest and in finding someone who's compatible. Because, I mean what's he going to have in common with a cheerleader? I mean, unless they like the same subjects at school, I mean, that can only go so far. And then you're like in like, well, what do you like to do after school? Watch TV. Um, okay. What shows do you like? Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's the thing I've heard, you know, opposites do attract and Jeremy and I could not be more opposite of each other. You know, our music tastes are different. You know, he likes Metallica and, and Eminem and uh, Pearl Jam and, you know, shit like that. And I like, you know, 90s, 80s, 90s country and, like, you know, easily, you know, listening and soft rock and, you know, all that shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, he likes action movies and I like, uh, you know, dramas and, you know, comedies. He likes comedies, too. So it's just like, yeah. Opposites do attract. I mean, if you think about it, there's always something new to learn about each other. But with similar people, you know, similar stay together. I've heard that too. And it's just like, yeah, but eventually it's like you agree on so much, it's going to get stale after a while. And it's like you have to, that's why it's good that you both like different things. So you can like, hey, I like to do this. I know you're not into it, but why don't we do it? Because we're doing something together or just trying something new. Neither of you have done. I don't. <laughs> Let's get back out of the episode. I'm sorry. Am I giving dating advice or what? Oh my gosh. Is Joan like checking out like Jamie's like 
compatibility like profile like is she gonna do so oh yeah like oh let me take this computer quiz and see if you and i are compatible ted well, let's see what this is about I kind of figured. I thought it'd be fun to see how compatible you and I are. <laughs> it turns out we're not. so silly. Let's compare answers. Oh, he did it too. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I hope you're worth five bucks. <laughs> that's our contribution. What's this? You'd rather go out with friends than spend the evening alone with me? I meant occasionally. I'd like to spend an evening out with the girls. What girls? See how compatible we are. I like to spend an occasional evening out with the girls too. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm finished cleaning the windows. Thanks, Vicky. Next time I'll keep my mouth shut. <laughs> okay. Hey, I got an idea. Why don't we put our answers into our little computer here and see what comes out, huh? <laughs> Vicky. At least a divorce. And compute the answers for me, okay? Okay. You two are not compatible they at all. Computed. And who is my perfect match? Not your wife. Oh, God. Your perfect match. And my perfect it's blank. match is Cynthia Williams. Who? Cynthia Williams? Who's that? Who's Cynthia Williams? Fuck, Age I don't... 13, height 4 foot 7, has braces on her teeth, and they call her metal mouth. Ew! What the hell? That sounds like my type. That's gross! <laughs> So, yeah, I kind of figured, like, that's exactly what Joe was doing, was filling out one of those computer compatibility sheets. And it turns out, I guess, Ted was doing the same thing. And, like, oh, yeah, let's compare answers. And the, immediately the first thing is, like, what? You would rather spend an evening out with the girls or an evening out with friends than stay home with your husband? And, and Joe's like, well, sometimes. I like to go out and hang out with other people that aren't you. Like, is that a problem? And then Ted's like, well, you know what? Why don't we take this, give them to Vicky so she can compute them and find out who the... But the thing is, all the matches that she's computed are all like 12, 13-year-old kids. So you think you're going to have an adult in it? No, unless Vicky's been getting like ones from adults and computing them, you're not going to get the results for another adult. I don't think it was going to like, oh yeah, your best match is your wife. No. <laughs> I really thought it was going to be something like, oh, it turns out you are a horrible match. You're not. So Jamie's like, dad, do you have any ideas about how to take care of, uh, or, uh, uh for a 12 year old to declare bankruptcy? What is the problem? Are people asking, am I, okay, here's what I think. I think people are asking for refunds because their dates aren't working out or they're not getting the results that they want. Like, ew, this person is who I got? Gross. I'm not going out with that. I want my, yeah, you're going to have unsatisfied customers. How are you going to deal with that? Are you like, no, he should have said in the message, blah, 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 blah. Oh, by the way, no refunds. I don't care. I'm sorry, but. Just no refunds because it's not up to me. After you're compatible, whatever, with your mate, that's on you if you're not compatible. But this thing says you should be. But whatever happens after that, it's out of my hands.
Like, you buy a carton of eggs and they're fine, right? But as soon as you pay for them and walk out the door, if you trip and fall and your eggs fall on the ground and break, that's on you. <laughs> it has nothing to do with a grocer. <laughs> you probably could go in and get a refund for that. I don't, you know, I don't know. If, if you, okay, let's say, same thing with milk. Like, okay, you bought your milk, right? You're walking out of the, out of the store, you trip over a crack in the road, in the parking lot, what have you. You slip on some ice. Plastic jug goes, <clears throat> I, oh my gosh, I remember I did that in our garage. I was unloading groceries once, and I'm sorry if it sounds like I'm screaming. <laughs> and I, I had a bunch of stuff, and I had the jug of milk, and it, and it didn't even fall like two feet, but it just, just the plastic, you'd think it were made out of, like, paper mache, because it just exploded on impact, and think, I mean, it was winter time, and I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, now the garage, when it gets warm, is gonna smell like sour milk, yuck. Okay, anyway, let's let's find out what's going on. I bet anything it has to do with kids wanting refunds because they're not happy. Dad, how old do you have to be to declare bankruptcy? <laughs> what's the problem? Well, it's just that everyone I matched up with my computer dating service hated each other. Figures. <laughs> I had to give them their money back. Oh, Sorry, honey. That's sucks. Come on, Jamie. You're a smart fella. I'm sure you'll come up with another way to pay for your bike. Oh, that guy wants to kick his ass. Oh, no, that kid's wearing the, kid I the to. same outfit. Kick your ass, you stupid kid. Jamie, you are a fucking idiot. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, yeah, I figure exactly. Those kids wanted refunds. They hate each other. They, they're like, forget you. You're not a bombshell. You're not Marilyn Monroe. You're not her twin sister. So <laughs> they want refunds. And uh, Ernie here has got to collect. Like, why the hell, Jamie, would you buy? What he gave him ten dollars and he said, "Oh, don't worry, I'll get the you." Oh my god! But then again, the rational part of his brain has not been developed. So, but wait, why would you get buy something or partially buy some, put a down payment on something from somebody that is a bully? You know this kid. We've seen this kid. I swear, he's gotten a smidge taller. His voice went again a little deeper, and he's honestly wearing the same exact clothes he was when we saw him in season one. Like, I swear I should look it up. You know, I'm going to do that right now. I swear this kid was wearing the same clothes. It's like, that's his only wardrobe. Small wonder the bully. I bet anything they have. This kid is same, same, same. Let's see. Holy sh... Well, wait a minute. No, last time... No, he didn't have a bandana in his hair. He had, like, a red little, uh... What this, they put, like, some sprites and red in it. But he's basically wearing the same jean jacket with the metal, like, whatevers... Yeah, he really is. Oh my gosh. 
The only thing different, instead of the red in the front, is going to be the red bandana. Oh my goodness. So the kid's going to basically kick Jamie's ass if he doesn't... Why would... Ugh. I just... I don't get it. it. Okay, if someone had something that you wanted bad enough that you were willing to pay money to, would you buy that from someone you absolutely knew hated your guts? Someone who wanted to beat your ass? Wouldn't you rather go somewhere else and pay the full amount from a... And so, so I just, I'm sorry. I don't care how good the product is. I would not buy it from someone that hates my ass or someone that I hate, which I don't. But it's just, ugh, I don't, Jamie, ugh. All right, let's see. How's this going? Is Vicky going to have to fight his battles? Is she going to come out and kick his ass again? Because last time she, like, picked him up and, like, 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 yanked him up and he, he was, like, two feet off the ground. Like, yeah, he's gonna get his ass kicked. <laughs> put it there. No, put it here. Where's my money? Hey, relax, little buddy old pal. Talk to your buddy pal. And you wouldn't want life to be all pain either. That kid has got a face now, full of Where's my stuff. money? Hey, listen, I'm willing to give you your bike back. No questions asked. Yeah, well, I got a question for you. Ever had a pair of handlebars shoved up your nose? <laughs> Is that with or without the handbrake? <laughs> you better have that money for me by tomorrow. Or else. Or else you'll repossess the bike? <laughs> no, I'll repossess your face. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Jamie. So, yeah, basically the kid's like... Because Jamie's like, oh, Ernie, old buddy, old pal. He ain't your fucking buddy, man. He's like, he's like, hey, put it there. And Ernie, like, puts his hand on, like, you know, put it here in my hand. Where the fuck's the money? I'm going to beat it out of you. And Jamie's like, oh, well, I don't have it, but here's the bike back. You can have it. I haven't ridden it or anything. <sighs> oh, my gosh. I'm surprised Ernie didn't say, yeah, I am going to take the bike back. And you're not getting your $10 back. And uh, if you don't give me the money by tomorrow, I'm going to come here and beat the hell out. Basically, he's like, I'm going to shove these handlebars up your nose. And Jamie's like, is that with the break or without? <laughs> Ted, I mean, I get it. He wants his kid to solve his, you know, his own issues. Like, well, even when Ernie showed up and Jamie went out into the quote-unquote backyard, the way that Joan and Ted kind of like, ooh, I wouldn't want to face that kid either. What the hell's his problem? So I said, like, yeah, Jamie, you promised something. He didn't even get it in writing either. I'm surprised. He's like, well, I got to have this notarized to make sure that you do pay by this time. Because they're like 10, 11, 12 years old. So let's see how this is going to go. My guess is Vicky's going to come out, take the kid, and like, just like last time, like, shove him in the air. Or Ted is finally going to come out if he sees it's getting a little bit much and say, Okay, what's the problem here? Jamie, you don't have the money? Oh, fuck. We're bailing you out, Jamie, this time, but you're going to work this $150 off by doing chores. Honey, I'm not trying to get out of paying you the $100 I owe you. $100? You can't do it by tomorrow. I thought it was $160. You don't. The bike won't be any good. Why not? 
because you won't be able to ride it without kneecaps. Damn. Hey, I've got an idea. What if I found you a date with my computer dating service? What, you expect me to settle for a date instead of a hundred bucks? No, no. I'll pay you the money, too. The date will just keep you happy until I can raise the money. Too far. Did you get an earring? I'm not talking any date. I mean the girl of your dreams. Oh, no. The one that makes you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat. Because of correction. I'm talking 12-year-old centerfold material. Ew! Yeah, well, in that case, I'll tell you what kind of babe I want. She should be just like me. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's a real tough bitch. Stupid. <laughs> right. <laughs> no problem, Ernie. It shouldn't take me more than a few weeks to find her. How long? A few days. <laughs> Tomorrow, four o'clock. That was my next suggestion. Okay, yeah, so base. okay, I thought, well, the bike originally, I guess, brand new was like 160 bucks. He paid 10 already, so was the bike 110 from Ernie? And then he just wants $100, which, so... James like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you the money. It's going to take me a bit. But while you're waiting, why don't I hook you up with my dating service? I'll find the perfect match for you. What kind of girl do you like? Okay, good. Kind of like you, you know, um, rugged and stupid. Great. Um, few weeks. Anything? Excuse me. Uh, a few days. <laughs> uh-huh. Tomorrow by 4 o'clock. So, yeah. <laughs> Jamie's now in his bedroom pouring over these different uh, applications. Like, shit, I'm not going to find this. Mike, okay, I think that he's going to turn Vicky into old uh, big biker mama. Because, uh, I mean, I'm sure it's all some of these, like, when I was, like, eight, nine years old when they were in reruns by that time. The show had already run its course. And I thought it was something to do with, like, turning Vicky, you know, into a, you know, jean, excuse me, jean jacket clad wearing girl who's tough, who can kind of match Ernie. Oh, here comes uh, Harriet. Again, it looks like she's standing on a step stool or a ladder or something because he's on the second story, but... I guess it's just the way that she's positioned that makes it look like she's on a ladder when the way that um, Herbert or whatever came around, he was just like, just, I mean, I don't want to get into it anymore. Let's, let's see how this is going to go. Hi, Jamie. I'm busy here. You go away. <laughs> Unless, of course, you want to subscribe to my computer dating service. In case you don't work out, I better get myself a backup to Hempack. Really? Oh, okay. Well, just answer these questions. Uh, do you consider your personality to be warm, carefree, or shy? I stand cheerfully pushy. Okay, well, she's honest. Do you prefer a date who is somewhat rich, very rich, or extremely rich? Is there a filthy rich in there? <laughs> Harriet, I think the only date for you is that monster, Ernie. You wouldn't do that to me, would you? Maybe. I wouldn't do it to Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Okay, so, yeah, he's pouring over the applications, and Harry says, hey, if you don't work out, you got someone else I could, uh, like, uh, suck up to while I'm waiting for you to come to your senses, and he's like, no, I could set you up with Ernie, and of course, apparently, because Harriet doesn't go to his school, so how the hell would you know any of these kids? And she's like, oh, yeah, you wouldn't do that to me, right? He's like, no, I wouldn't do that to Ernie, and then he closes the, uh, shade on her but I'm thinking yeah when he's going through the questions like hey are you shy are you comfortable with yourself um are you care for whatever and she says I like to think of myself as uh pushy like yes you definitely are and um as far as looking for and I got you know a mate I got whatever every one of them has to do like somewhat rich rich partially rich or extremely rich and she says how about uh, disgustingly rich or something filthy rich it's like uh, okay. the, the questions are they're stupid you it's jack shit about hobbies or i mean the personality is like shy or comfortable or can, whatever i don't know you only read the first two so I thought you were going to hook her up with that kid, that guy. Like, no, no, no. He's like, I don't date babies. Gross. So, um, yeah, Ted's hanging out on the couch. And here comes Joan. Just uh, probably feeling bad for Jamie because, you know, sucks to be him right now, basically. Let's see. For Jamie, he's really having a problem with that kid earning. Yeah, well, let's stay out of it, honey. He's got to learn to be responsible for his own actions. He gets his ass kicked in the process. That's his fault. Too bad about his computer dating not working out. I think it's a cute idea. Honey, that's only a gimmick. I mean, that's just for kids. Nothing can take the place of two people meeting the old-fashioned way like we did in college. At a panty raid. <laughs> Ew, what? A panty raid? Yeah. Did I ever give your <laughs> What? Honey, you know why we're so compatible? <laughs> it's because we don't let those little things that bother other couples bother us. Oh, God. Yeah, That's nitpicking. What little things? Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know, those little things that you do that bother me. I mean... Oh, shit! <laughs> they're so unimportant, I, I mean, I can't even think... Why don't you start listing them? I got one. <laughs> oh, jeez. It didn't take too long. Well, honey, it's so silly. I mean, it's hardly worth mentioning, you know? <laughs> Mention it. Yeah, because I'm going to mention one okay, about your... Just what? That uh, at least once a week, you turn our bathroom into a steaming jungle of pantyhose. Who cares? Oh, I see. Okay. Hey, you leave the toilet seat up. I do. You piss all over the floor. <laughs> well, like you said, I mean, they're just so unimportant that I can't even think of one. Got one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you see, honey, that didn't take long at all. Okay, what is it? Well, uh, when you eat spaghetti, you're supposed to twirl it on your fork. You don't have to. Suck it up off your plate. Oh, no, that's not a rule. Okay, so I'm a spaghetti sucker. <laughs> but I don't squeeze the toothpaste from the wrong end. Oh, whatever. Big deal. A million people do that. Same, I do. people don't do it in my bathroom. It's your, it's both your bathroom. And I also don't like to step into the bathtub and then sit on a hair curler. No, but I bet it sure curled your hair. Can you 
Get your from your get away from your crotch, please, <laughs> sir. Why are we fighting? I know. Cause you. This is silly. Give me a kiss. Later. <laughs> when? When I say goodnight and tuck you in on the sofa tonight. What? Come on, Joni. Hey, come on, come on. So yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he's saying, like, oh, that computer dating service is just a rag. It's just for kids. Like, oh, adults do that crap, too. I mean, Match.com, anybody? eHarmony? Yeah. Um, never, never have I done that. Um, <laughs> honestly, I've never done that. Anyway, yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's just, it's nice people meeting the old fancy way like we did, you know, back in college during that panty raid. And I'm like, ew. So was he either of them part of like a frat or seniority or seniority <laughs> sorority? Um, and I'm just kind of, yeah, she's like, oh yeah, did I have a computer's back? And he's like, what? <laughs> Ew, that is just so, not to mention <coughs> that one episode where he said he wanted to bang, he, he basically wanted to fuck Joan's roommate and he settled for Joan apparently. Yeah, so... And then they're talking about, like, oh, the little... Yeah, he's, he brings it up, like, all these little things. It's not even worth mentioning, you know, that, that you know, annoy, you know, me about the things that you do. One in particular was... Something to do with pantyhose in the bathroom. I was like, who cares? And then she... Um, and then he also mentioned something about the tube from the toothpaste at the wrong end. I do that shit... Joan's right. She ain't family. I do that shit. That's just, that's what I do. That's how I am. I ain't gonna change. Um, yeah, what was it? Something about her hair curler. What she uses, like, an electric one? Like, because he's like, I hate to step in the tub and there's a hair curler in there. And I'm just like, at first I thought he was... You know, an electrocute. She ain't using that when she's in the tub, right? Cause you get electrocuted unless he's talking about like pubes in the tub or something. I don't know. Cause you know that stuff should wash down the drain. Oh, just you know, hairs and chest hairs and hairs and just you don't want it in the bathtub. No, gross, nasty, puke. I mean, I get it. There are two people sharing a bath, the shower, bathtub, what have you. Well, actually, no, because if you think about it, I mean, wait, Jamie's got his own. Does he get a, is it just a bathroom with a toilet, or is there a shower in there, too? I don't know. So, it's like, yeah, I mean, Ted's even like, look, Jamie's going to have to deal with this trap on his own, okay? We can't bail him out every time. If he gets his ass kicked, well, then he gets his ass kicked. I don't know what to tell him. So, yeah, he pretty much, okay, I think Jamie, because he's answering the door, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, yeah, Joan says, you're going to sleep on the couch tonight when I tuck you in on the couch. And the fact that they're irritated with each other and the fact that <laughs> the way that Ted's got his hand right near his car, it's like, dude, what are you doing? So, <laughs> yeah, let's deal with this Jamie Ernie business. And I bet anything, yes, he, I bet he had Vicky dress up similar to what Ernie's wearing, so that way, yeah, she's gonna match him brawn for brain. Brain for brawn. Hi, Ernie, old buddy, old Stop 
that shit, Jamie. Yeah, I'm full, Lawson. Smart stage here. Uh, yeah, she's getting ready. She wanted to look her best for a heavy dude like you. Come on in. <laughs> heavy dude. Hey, better be right. Ernest Oh shit I like that Hair pulled back She looks so short compared to him And you're my kind of woman Give me five Give you five Oh right in the gut <laughs> She likes me. Maybe. Damn, she is so I'll be short. Right back. Why don't you two love for a long wrestle? Oh, okay. I think this makes sense. Um, because <laughs> Yeah, so real quick, turns out yes, he does have Vicky dressed just like Ernie, only I like that, you know, we get out of that whole you know, Vicky look and put her in like a cutoff jean, blue jean jacket with the purple bandana. And the thing is, the hair is in a ponytail and it just looks so adorable. And <laughs> Jamie calls her Ernestine. And then he's like, hey, give me five. And she slugs him right in the gut. Well deserved. He's like, oh, I think she likes me. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. So here we come and we see. Herbert. <laughs> okay, so this must be that picture that I see occasionally when I'm searching for pictures of, you know, episodes of Small Wonder. There's one in particular that's got Herbert there, but it's got Vicky dressed as Marilyn Monroe. And is he holding... What's, what's going on with Herbert? Let's find out. He's wearing a different colored shirt, by the way. Stop that no, you're shit. Not. Yeah, he's just a stink weed in the garden of love. Kid, get <laughs> some fucking confidence. I mean, I mean Herbert. This is Listen, Herbert. I'm glad you're here. There just happens to be a girl coming over right now. The more I think about it, she just might be your perfect match. Really? Maybe. Yeah. Okay, so they all, it is a one-story house. So, yeah, it turns out Herbert, yeah, like I said, Herbert's at the door, and he's looking for a Marilyn Monroe look-alike for him to date. Jamie's like, no, I haven't found her yet. He's like, come back tomorrow. And this poor kid, it worries me how he calls himself a loser. He's got no damn confidence whatsoever in himself. He's like, I'm just a stinkweed and the flowers of love or some shit. Um, and he just looks fucking miserable. So, Jamie's like, damn it. Go to my room and wait for her. She'll, she'll be there eventually. 
So now we go to the kitchen, and Vicky is just sitting there with a bored expression on her face, and apparently she's beat Ernie five times in arm wrestling. This kid does not want to give up. He just wants to keep going. Man, that's five times in a row. Come on, give me another chance. No, you suck. Another chance. Ready? Go! Break that kid's wrist. I gotta tell you, Lawson, this chick could get lucky and win me over. I told you so, Ernie, but I need her for a minute. Come on, Ernestine. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> Jamie goes and pulls quote unquote Ernestine slash Ernestine slash Vicky. Because when she's taking his arm, I thought she was, like, going to wrench it out of his socket or she was going to break his wrist because she's like, <laughs> and the kid doesn't even cry out or anything. He's like, ugh. He still just likes her. He wants someone that matches her, you know, his brawn, I guess. So Herbert's hanging out upstairs and Jamie has this Marilyn Monroe Look like basically Vicky with a Marilyn Monroe blonde wig and a like twilight blue periwinkle blue whatever dress. And why are you fantasizing about a woman from a 60s movie? Like that's his ideal. No, he should be thinking about girls that are like a handful of years older than him that were like like Fair Fawcett or Alyssa Milano or oh, fucking hell. Who the hell else was popular back then that everyone wanted to like slob on? I don't know. Somebody. Some of these ladies. These Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, damn. What were, there are some of them out there. They are the horror. Women in the horror movies. I don't know. Alright, let's see how this is going to go down. I... Is she here? Do I look okay? You look no, fine. don't tell me. Relax, Herbert. She'll be crazy about you. Trust me. I programmed her to be that way. Come on in, Marilyn. Marilyn. It's your blonde bombshell, Herbert. <laughs> oh my god! He's even got the thing How are you doing? Oh, whoa. Look at this bar. I'll say, she fogged up my glasses. Yeah, well, that's enough for now, Marilyn. You don't want to burn out his batteries. It's okay. Burn him, burn him. Damn, kid, chill your ass. Jamie, get your ass back there. You started right, this shit. What's he doing here? She's my date. <laughs> I'm burning out his battery. I bet you are. Listen, when she's mine, no little twerp is gonna come between us. Right, Jamie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Under the conditions, I have to say, she's Herbert's date. What? He needs one more than you do. All right, wise guy, which side of your face do you want your nose moved to? <laughs> and as for you, hey <laughs> Some weird-ass karate shit? So I'm trying to warn you, these hands are registered with the police department. Bullshit. Vicky, this is very unflattering for a girl of, what, 11, 12 years old. The way that this dress is cut, like, way, way up the hip, and it's just, this would be inappropriate, 100%, because you can see, like, right up it's just like this is inappropriate and it makes me just sick she's yeah she's wearing like a light like sky blue dress with earrings a Marilyn Monroe wig she's got the um like what the heck are those like, like a, a mink stone it's not real it's like a fake fur wrapped around her and she's like calling him handsome and every kissing him on the cheek Herbert and Jamie's like oh because it's kind of a situation where she was one person now she, she's going to be someone else and Jamie's like oh well don't want to burn out his batteries and Herbert's all like that's okay burn him burn him I'm like oh my gosh kid calm yourself because this is just uh, I mean, I get it's a TV show, but it's just really too overly sexualized for these kids being 12, 13 years old. The way that Jamie's like, oh, you yeah, like kind of a nod towards Herbert, like, oh, you like her, Herbert? And I'm just thinking, it's almost like Jamie like hired an escort service or a prostitute to bang this kid, like, like, ew, it's just gross, and I don't like it. It creeps me out. I gotta say, this kid, this actor, especially this all, burn him, burn him, he's talking about burning out his batteries. Oy, well, at least this kid doesn't have a, you know, <laughs> he's a good actor. <laughs> so, yeah, Ernie comes upstairs, and Jamie's like, Ernie, this is surprising, like, see him up there. 
And, of course, like, oh, Ernie's like, what's he doing here? Why is she dressed like that? And this and that. And it's, uh, these kids are idiots. <laughs> Jamie's room, is this ever going to get a makeover? Because it still looks... It looks like there's a balance between preteen and, like, eight-year-old or six-year-old. They still got these weird clown things and little kid toys. Not to mention this little, like, mini bookshelf thing's got, like, painted circus elephants on. Like, can we please try to get this kid, like... He's got a, like, framed motorcycle post, so I get they're trying to aim in that direction, but it's like they're stuck in the middle with, like, one side of the room. He's still got, well, that's Vicky's cabinet, but he's still got the little kid stuff and then mixing with the soccer balls for the preteen part of, like, that's closer to his bed is more leveled towards preteen. And I remember it seems like there's always a message on that little chalkboard, and you just don't see that anymore. And, yeah, Ernie's like, who are you? And Herbert says, I'm Herbert, who are you? And Ernie says, I'm Ernie. And James like, I'm leaving. Like, uh, you get your ass back here, man. You started this shit. So you better be there to finish it. So, yeah, Ernie grabs Jamie by his collar and basically drags him back over to Ernie. And is like, all right, what's he doing here? And Herbert puts an arm around Vicky Gosh, she is, she is very short compared, she's like literally a foot shorter than both these boys, Ernie and Herbert. And it just, he looks like a child, as in a little kid dressing up like a 25, 30-year-old woman. And it's just gross, and I know I've never commented this just seems like the first time they've ever dressed her in such a sexualized way. And be, especially being, you know, it's Marilyn Monroe and everything. And she's known for, you know, the parts that she played, you know, kind of being risque and, you know, being risky when it comes to, you know, type of film and whatnot. But it's just, I don't like her in this dress. I don't like the fact that this dress on the side is cut all the way up to her hip. And it's like, like, cut, like, open like that. And it just, it's just... It's so good. And I don't think that would fly today at all. No, like, Herbert's doing some fake karate crap, like, moving his hands and his legs. Like, and then Ernie, like, gets scared. Like, okay, take it easy. Like, you don't go all psycho on me. And he ends up leaving. So, Ernie, yeah, Ernie, of course, before he leaves, makes his intentions known. Like, hey, look, she's my girl. And no little whiny twerp is going to come between us. And I like how Herbert stands his ground like, uh, no, she's my date. So, yeah, and Ernie's like, yeah, she's my date, isn't she, Jamie, or Lawson? And he yanks Jamie up to a standing position. He's had him, like, hunched over, like, gripping him in a <laughs> choke-out grip on his shirt collar. And, and Jamie stands up for Herbert, like, I, with the risk of getting my face punched, uh, yeah, she's Herbert's date. And Herbert is surprised that Jamie stuck up for him, like, what? And Ernie's like, what? And he shoves Jamie away. And Jamie's like, well, he needs one more than you do. And this kid needs to be sent to reform school or military school. He's great. Bummery beat him in the face, saying, what side do you want your nose moved to? Uh, parents, Ted, Joe, can you get up there and get this kid out of your house? 
He is physically going to beat your son's face. Get him out of there. Yeah, <laughs> Herbert was going to go all uh, Danielson on uh, all uh, Karate Kid on Ernie's ass. And Ernie finally is like, uh, you know what, I'm out of here, bye. And he's not, like, scared. He's just like, I don't want to have anything to do with this anymore. Yeah, and Her Herbert says, it's only fair to warn you these... Hands are re registered with the police department. <laughs> this just makes me think of Chance from Homer Bomb when he's saying something about his paws are registered weapons or something about being like totally rabid or I don't know, whatever. But <laughs> that just made me. <laughs> All Herbert is doing is waving his arms around. He's got this. His legs are kind of like stretched out like he's doing a balancing act kind of thing. And Ernie's like, you know, whatever. I'm out of here, bye. You still owe me the $100, Jamie. I'll expect it. I'll be back tomorrow. Where's this Bradley character that is supposed to, is supposed to appear in this episode? I've looked, I haven't seen any other kid but Ernie and Herbert and Jamie and Vicky in this episode. I've not seen any. Well, and Harriet, too. And Herbert's telling Jamie how this was the best day he's ever had, just because, you know, someone paid attention to him, and Jamie stuck up, stuck up for him. And <laughs> he is so dazed and so in love that he just walks into the back of the door. Like, oh yeah, the doorway's over there. What the hell was that about? <laughs> Who are these kids? Uh, just another satisfied customer. <laughs> I bet he was. Why are you? Blonde bombshell. Ew. Cool it, Vicky. She was helping me with my dating service. Well, I thought you said it was a disaster. I said it was a failure. Now it's a disaster. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to raise the money for that bike. Well, you lucked out. Your father decided to loan me the money so that you can pay for it. Okay. But well, you got to pay it off. What changed your mind? Because you're so generous? No, because you're going to work it off. Well, no, because you uh, left it in the driveway and I ran over it with the car. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, I haven't uh, done Vicky, go change your clothes. You look ridiculous. Yeah. Why would Joan... What? I can see why it's so long on her then. I'll go slip into something more comfortable. Ew, okay, that... Enough of that grossness. That is sick. Get. Yuck! Get out. <laughs> oh, what in the world? So, yeah, it turns out Ted is going to loan Jamie the money. I'm surprised, like, not saying something like you have to work it off the money by doing chores, extra chores. And apparently, Ted. <sighs> Ted, like, drove back over it. I also had a bike that was ran over as well. Yeah. So, oh, it's just, I don't like, this is just gross. Apparently that, I don't know, why the hell does Joan have a Marilyn Monroe wig? Must be for their, uh, their role playing in the bedroom, I don't know. But, yeah, she's got the dress that doesn't even look like you. I mean, it looks very long on Vicky. But it looks like it's a child-sized dress that's just, I don't know. 
But then she's saying to Ted, like, oh, I'll slip into something more comfortable. And she's got that, like, white fur thing. And she's, like, outside the door, like, holding on to it and, like, like rubbing the fur end on the, uh, the stole or whatever along the doorway. And Ted finally makes a finger gun and goes, <laughs> But the way that she's, like, looking at Ted... And just saying, like, oh, I'll slip into something more comfortable. And it's gross. And I don't like it. And I'm sorry I'm harping on it so much, but it's just, this is a sexualization of a kid. In 1987, it's just, they did that shit back then. And it's just, it's gross. Because, you know, she's like a foot shorter than Ernie and Herbert. And whoever the heck that other kid was, I didn't see any other kid. So I don't know who the hell they're talking about. Unless this could have been a scene that might have been cut in. Or maybe, I mean, I don't think these are syndicated episodes. But then again, I have no clue. So maybe the kid, there could have been a scene at school where he was handing out stuff, you know, for the dating service. And maybe, you know, kids would come up and, and maybe that kid. I just think that kid's scene was cut. Because otherwise, why is his name in the credits if he's not in the episode? So, that's the episode. I hope you guys en enjoyed it enough. I'm sorry. Um, if I kind of harped on a lot of st stuff. Um, so, next month we will be getting the return of... Bonnie Brindle. Oh, why am I complaining? We haven't seen her in a while, thank goodness. But it is what it is. So, yes, next month in June, I will speak, be talking about season two, episode eighteen, Little Miss Shopping Mall, which aired February seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. Against Ted's wishes, because you know they don't want Vicky to be exposed to other people. They want don't want her identity getting out too too much. But Joan enlists Vicky into the Little Miss Shopping Mall beauty pageant after finding out that Harriet is also in the pageant. You know that Bonnie most likely came over and was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Bragging about this pageant and how she was probably saying Harriet's going to win. And, like, oh, shame you won't put your daughter in there or something. And I'm sure that's what kind of made Joan want to do that. Because, you know, she loves Vicky. Like, she's her own daughter and everything. She likes doing this stuff. So, yeah, this episode's got a 7.9 out of 10. Let's see. Yeah, we do have a handful of uh, guest stars, which I will be talking about next month I don't there's never a user review oh hold on the title is based upon a song of the same name from the musical Fiddler on the Roof with music by Jerry Bach lyrics by Sheldon Harnick and book by Joseph Stein so yeah there is no Yeah, there's nothing like that as far as... There never really is, but like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I, I thought this one, honestly, compared to some of the others, I like this one. There's a lot more... It felt like there's more to it. It wasn't a simple one and done. I mean, yeah, I would have liked him handing out those computer dating forms and stuff like that at school. would have been kind of cool. Um, I think this season we do see the reappearance, or maybe it's... 
season three and we see the reappearance of that bitch Jessica that I fucking hate. Can't stand that bitch. Um, <laughs> if you don't know who Jessica is, if you go back and listen, she's in like one or two episodes of season one. Hate her ass. Um, I'll get more into that if we do eventually see her again. I think she's in at least like two or three more episodes. <laughs> but hey, I mean, I can tolerate her ass compared to Bonnie Brindle. So yeah, again, I, I hope you guys have a great rest of the week and I will be back in June with... Little Miss Shopping Mall. That is such a lame, like, like, you hear Little Miss Sunshine, Little Miss whatever, I don't know, <laughs> just, uh, Little Miss Tangerine, just Shopping Mall, not even a name of the shopping mall, just Shopping Mall, so that is, but, <laughs> alright guys, have a great week, bye-bye.